0: Coming right up, a special edition of Straight Talk, Leadership in Tough Times, the University with CSULB President F. King Alexander. A special thank you to our special edition sponsor.
2: The land of freedom is still the home
1: talk is brought to you in part by southern california edison for over 100 years life powered by edison the press telegram your local newsleader for over 100 years and long beach magazine coastal living city style Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine.
0: Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We're delighted you're joining us for our second show of our 17th season. We're focusing on leadership in tough times. Last week we had the mayor on and we're very honored to have as our guest for the whole show Tonight, the president of California State University, Long Beach, Dr. F. King-Alexander. Mr. Prez, welcome to our show.
1: Thank you. It's great to be back, Art.
0: Budget times are tough for the university.
1: They're tough. And uh, actually, we're, uh, once again, we're moving into another academic year. We're two months into our fiscal year, and we don't have a state budget. Uh, so we're, we're, we're looking at the, trying to predict what's going to happen this year. It's, and-
0: really, it's really outrageous. The state legislature is dysfunctional. They're not doing their job.
1: Well, 35% of our budget basically is held hostage, and we'd have no idea this year when we're going to know more about it. Um, I'd say the greatest saving grace in all this is that uh, we know that there are federal penalties to cutting us again, that we helped get written into federal language in the economic stimulus packages. The so-called
0: maintenance of effort.
1: Maintenance of effort provisions. So we, we sit somewhere between the governor restoring our budget, about 35% restoration of our budget, which he's proposed, uh, and zero, where we think that uh, because they can't necessarily cut us without giving back hundreds of millions of dollars in federal stimulus dollars.
0: So uh, it may be that uh, there will be no more cuts than have already taken place. Well,
1: last October we, we were staring down the barrel of some pretty massive cuts. In fact, we took a 23% budget reduction, and that was three months into our budget year last year. So uh, if it wasn't for the saving grace of our faculty and our staff taking uh, furloughs and basically cutting their pay 10%, agreeing to cut everybody's pay to save jobs yes. and save classes, we would, we would not be able to have made it last year.
0: And the trustees uh, voted to raise student fees another 5% this year.
1: They did, and uh, over the summer we had a 5% increase with the promise from the legislature that uh, with a new budget there would also be the, the legislature would buy out another 5%. If the legislature doesn't do that then we'll have we'll have to resort to raising it. You know, it's years.
0: really outrageous because uh, your system, uh, cal state system, school districts, counties, everyone's dependent for their budget on the on the state budget and the state which by law by by constitution has to have the budget in place by July 1 is now well over 60 days late. They're not doing their job.
1: Well, that's certainly been the case for the last four years. We've been, we've had to predict, we're gamblers, I guess. We've had to gamble on what the state might do to us uh, well into the school year. So we've got students on campus needing classes. We've got faculty and staff working very hard and diligently to make sure our students are getting what they require to have a good collegiate experience. But we're without, 35% of our budgets is being held hostage.
0: Let's talk about the impact of these cuts on enrollment and on classes.
1: Well, the impacts have hit enrollment pretty hard. Um, we were at our all-time high at 38,100 three years ago. Uh, because the state has pulled out about one out of every, they've, they've knocked us from being an institution that's, that's 40% funded by the state down to an institution that's roughly about 30% funded by the state. So we've had to reduce our enrollment to 33,900. Roughly 4,000, over 4,000 students have lost access to our campus. And the difficulty in this is it's happened at a time when demand has never been higher. Uh, we,
0: unemployment unemployment
1: uh, the fact that we received 7 over 70,000 applications for fall admission our yes.
0: campus is hot 70,000 people wanted 6,000 places under your right. leadership this has become the hottest campus in this 23 23- 24 campuses in the CSU system.
1: That over 70,000 application uh, is places us third in the United States in the number of applications. Really, Mm -hmm.
0: it's harder to get in here than UCLA. I'm not saying it's a better school, but statistically, it's harder to get in.
1: Unfortunately, that that, that's that's true because we are we want to remain accessible. Um, What we charge, there are only actually there are only two universities nationwide that have 15,000 or more students that charge less than we do so we're incredibly affordable we're accessible but i feel i do feel bad for the seniors and juniors they're the ones losing access at a time when the state ought to be providing the type of resources yeah. to give them and get them greater access and we were voted again best in the west in the we're us among, news we're in- among the five best public universities in, the, in the, on the western seaboard and the west coast yeah. and that and that measures from texas all the way to california and why.
0: i know fundraising is an important element in your strategic thinking and uh, at convocation, it was announced uh, we had a very good year this past year.
1: Well, this is the third straight year. We've, when when I came, we were raising about 20 million a year, um, despite the economic troubles that we've dealt with, and the fact that many people have been they've they've, they've kept their resources much closer to the hip and and in their bank accounts. We've raised our expectations, so we raised almost we raised thirty million dollars this past year versus twenty the year before. Well, four years ago we were raising twenty a year. For the last three years in a row, we've we've raised thirty million a year. Thirty, yeah. So uh, we've raised our, our fundraising. Our endowment is approaching forty million for the first time in its history. Uh, we need to get our endowment up. We need to go from being a thirty million dollar a year to a forty million and keep setting our expectations higher and higher.
0: What's your vision for the future? Where should Ultimately, the role of public funding, private funding, and student fees shake down.
1: Well, it's a balance. It depends where California wants. And the problem is the balance has been uh, abandoned by the, generally the public at large because if we're going to be among the most affordable in the country, then the flip side of that, then we need to be among the most supported. A state like North Carolina has done a good job keeping that balance much better than we have now we are below the national average in what we get from the state yet we're still the most affordable so we're spending less on our students than generally almost everybody in the united states and the question is how long can we continue to be among the most efficient while also providing the type of degrees that society needs you mentioned earlier that student fees are now about thirty percent of the total cost
0: that seems to many of us to be about right if a student pay or his family pays one-third of the total cost and the taxpayers or others pay two-thirds. That seems to have a nice balance.
1: Well, the, the problem is the taxpayers used to pay two-thirds. Now the taxpayers pay a third. So well, Where's uh, the other third coming it from? It comes from whatever our fundraising, our federal research grants, our, our auxiliary funding, whatever we can do to piece it together. Oh, and uh, virtually that means that our per-student expenditures are not keeping pace with the type of per-student expenditures that our peers around the country are doing.
0: Okay, we'll be back in a moment, but first we have to pause for these messages Stay with us.
1: Electricity is different from any other product we use. We can't store it. We must use it wisely, but can't do without it completely. And there's no substitute for this special form of energy that brings us light, comfort, and progress. That's why California needs new standards that can keep utilities strong, guard against another power crisis and protect consumers from the kind of shortages that often affect other commodities. Because electricity is different.
2: When the Port of Long Beach employs more people for new projects and construction workers for improvements, it has a positive effect for local businesses like my restaurant, Las Islitas. The port keeps the whole community busy. Especially our cook, Jorge. <laughs> the Port of Long Beach. Investing in jobs, investing in you.
1: The facts are in. California State University Long Beach is among the nation's finest universities. For the fourth consecutive year, the campus ranked in the top five public comprehensive universities in the western United States. In 2007, Cal State Long Beach was named the third best value among all American public colleges and universities. Through superior teaching, research, and community service, Cal State Long Beach is changing lives for a changing world.
2: For over 80 years, Community Hospital of Long Beach has served the greater Long Beach community by providing the best medical care possible with a focus on clinical excellence and a caring, compassionate, personalized approach for every patient. It is our goal to be the community's preferred health care provider. Providing a 24-7 rapid response emergency department, a state-of-the-art cancer center, and a free wellness and diabetes program, we are proud to introduce CHLB's new bariatrics program featuring the safe and effective lap band system. Community Hospital of Long Beach, when you have a choice, choose the best.
0: We're back in a conversation with the president of California State University, Long Beach, Dr. F. King-Alexander. Mr. Prez, let's turn to some good news for a moment. Uh, the new uh, wellness center, uh, recreation wellness center on campus is, I know, your pride and joy.
1: Well, it's it probably the, it's had the most impact on student life uh, that we've seen probably in the last 40 years since we built the, the student union. And uh, the numbers speak for themselves. On the first day we opened, we had 6,000 students using the facility. Wow. Uh, Subsequently, since then, we've had about 5,000 a day coming in and out of this facility. This is a new,
0: world-class, $70 million facility funded entirely by student fees. Uh, The original plan was back in 2000 under Dr. Maxson. It didn't get student support it came back in two thousand and, and
1: three years ago the students voted to, to place about a hundred dollar fee a semester uh, for a facility of this kind and, and cre- the, to their credit uh, this generation of students they want to work out, they want to exercise, yeah. they want to be fit and, and Californians everywhere ought to be very thankful of this because it's an economics issue later on in life for many of us.
0: Let's take a look at a couple of pictures of the Wellness Center which just opened the beginning of the uh, fall semester and as the president mentioned, is Jan with students. This is the beautiful exterior. 70 million dollars. A gorgeous pool, like a Vegas hotel with a 25-person jacuzzi.
1: And that was the student's idea.: the Students uh, let me idea. point okay. out that was there, <laughs> Okay. OK, there it is. And it's open until midnight. It's open until midnight. And, uh, in fact, at midnight, we're running out about 300 to 400 students <laughs> who are still yeah. in there, working out, playing basketball, or on the cardio equipment and everything. And, of course, the bags, but there's also extensive uh, uh, machines there. It, there's 20,000 square feet of cardio, uh, the cardio lat- machines. L- latest machines that, uh, whatever's the latest fad in, in technology, the students are using it uh, there. They're in there. They're also there on, on, on weekend life. Uh, yeah. Weekend life has been very quiet on our campus because we haven't provided as m- the type of opportunities for our students. And it includes rock climbing. We have rock climbing classes uh, and an outdoors area where students can, they can use their student ID, get tents, surfboards, uh, go up into the mountains and get all kinds of camping equipment and other things that they can use uh, on long weekends away from the campus. And
0: you did this at Murray State where you were president and uh, your experience indicated that this will have a dramatic impact on retention rates, graduation rates, uh, health, and
1: uh, academics. It, it makes it difficult to leave campus and uh, in many ways it brings our students back to campus on days that they don't have class, which is good for the library, which is good for student union, which is good for all the organizations and clubs that our students participate in.
0: And so this further moves us away from the commuter campus image into another reason for students to stick around.
1: Precisely. We're, we, we want to be a seven day a week university and we, yeah. this, is what we're, this is what we are and now we're pr- providing the type of facilities that students want to have uh, in fact, I to just go over there on Saturday morning, normally, you can hear a pin drop on our campus on Saturday morning, yep. but we got three or four hundred students in there on Saturday morning, just working out. Let me just say a word
0: before the segment ends about moving day i uh, on uh, the first Saturday after convocation, where the two thousand new freshmen moving into the dorms come with their parents and their cars and their loads and loads of stuff and it 's kind of an anxious experience leaving home and new environment. Uh, The president and his staff and the Greeks are there, hundreds and hundreds, helping these students move in. And I know that's something you initiated three years ago. But what a wonderful
1: gesture! It's a great day, and it just the the parents move in. There's there's a high degree of anxiety on the parents separating from their sons and daughters and moving them in a hot day. And we not only have that; we have all our athletic teams and our coaches. Uh, So they get to know our sports. Our our NCAA Division One athletes are there to basically pick up their stuff and load it in their rooms for them and welcome them to campus.
0: And one little anecdote the president told me he was actually physically he does actually physically move stuff, and and uh, he was introduced to the kid and the parents and you uh, said you're the president, but they weren't buying it.
1: They didn't buy it. I, I think I was dressed down quite a bit. I had a baseball hat on and I was sweating a lot. So they naturally assumed that I wasn't the president of the university. They just, they made the assumption that I was president of student government, <laughs> which I, I appreciate. because I. And I, when you left, you gave them your card and said, here, if you need something, let, call me. Yeah, and it you said, need.
0: president of the university.
1: So I, I generally let them figure it out while they're, while they're sorting through their stuff. That's but, very funny. Okay. <laughs>
0: Well, we'll be continuing this wonderful conversation, but first we have to pause for these messages.
2: Phil Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at trainees from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees.
0: Welcome back. Uh, Mr. President, the Wellness and Recreation Center is not the only new facility on campus.
1: No, in fact, we've opened our new School of Nursing facility. Most people don't know that we actually educate. uh, We have the largest graduating classes of nurses going into our hospitals in the state of California. Wow. And over 350 we graduate a year. So we got a new School of Nursing facility as well as a, a $120 million Hall of Science that started three and a half years ago that we'll be able to move equipment in in January probably be open for the summer. This will give us probably the most exciting and, and newest science complex in the western in the western coast. Fantastic! So good news even in tough times. Well, and we secured these these funds. These funds were secured long before the economy crashed. So yeah. uh, timing meant everything to us, and yeah. we're real lucky now to be opening these facilities. Because if it if it this had happened when the the economic crash had hit, we wouldn't Never. have neither yeah. none of these new facilities would be in place.
0: Let's shift gears for a second and talk about a subject near and dear to my heart, which is the Distinguished Speaker Series at California State University, Long Beach. This is the fourth year we've had the program. This year we are having uh, none other than Ariana Huffington as our Distinguished Speaker, and the program is on Thursday, October 21st at 7.30 p.m. in the Carpenter Performing Arts Center. Ms. Huffington just came out with her 13th book, Third World America, and there's a lot of excitement and buzz in town. If you want to order tickets, you can go to the website www dot com. But give our viewers a sense of what the distinguished speaker means to the campus. To well, this program.
1: I, I think great universities uh, have events of this of this nature, where we bring in some of the top, uh, most notable people, talking about politics, talking about other issues, uh, people that have, that have played important roles in transforming dialogue nationally, and. Uh, we've done this now for four years, and uh, you've, you've actually made, you really make it, made it work for us, Art. We appreciate everything that you've done. And uh, so this is another opportunity to, to, to expose our area, local area, uh, to, to some of the national uh, speakers that are in, in the type of dialogue that's going on nationwide.
0: And our co-founder, Doug Robinson, vice president of student services, was there from the from the ground up yeah
1: it's and and, and it's actually we, we encourage everybody to come and participate and uh, it's a it's a fantastic event not just for the university but for the Long Beach and region and community
0: so save Thursday night October 21st to hear Miss Huffington uh, we should have close to a thousand people at the Carpenter Center and hopefully you will be joining us uh, let's talk about the future and uh, the impact of pending federal legislation on the problem of higher education and funding?
1: Well, uh, currently there's a commission, national commission that's been put in place uh, involving some of the uh, higher education leaders in North Carolina, Maryland and uh, New York and Texas uh, to, to really to study why college costs or expenditures keep rising like they are. Um, we welcome this discussion because we're on the low end of everything. We're, we're, and we want the federal government to go from a mission-blind funding system to more of a mission-based funding system where they actually find out which institutions are serving the greatest public good, which institutions are providing efficient, high-quality degrees, which institutions are being the most affordable to their students and leaving only one-third of them in debt as opposed to 80% which is going on nationwide. If they turn their attention to universities that are providing widespread public benefit and the types of things that I just mentioned, I think I do believe we'll have to we'll reform new funding policies at the federal level to, ge, to provide resources to those institutions themselves.
0: And Cal State Long Beach would be the beneficiary of those additional resources? We would be
1: one of the many beneficiaries because we've remained committed to our low income populations. We're, there are only four large universities in the country that have a larger percentage of Pell recipients. Uh, unfortunately, we don't get any resources to educate those students. Uh, they just get a Pell grant to pay for themselves and then we have to find the resources to put them in the right programs. If the federal government would adopt almost a federal Title I program for higher education like they did K-12 and support those institutions, I think it could dramatically change the way institutions serve our public and the types of students that many of our institutions are are serving today. I should mention that
0: our guest is a recognized expert uh, in the field of higher education finance. He got his Ph.D. in that field and he is regularly called upon by congressional and state committees to testify on behalf of public institutions generally on this important subject.
1: Well, it is very important. And In fact, if we had simply just funded what we authorized in 1972, we would have alleviated this problem by creating a cost of education allowances that would then give us some resources to help educate and graduate the neediest students in America. Do you see optimism uh, at the state or federal level for the
0: legislators buying this appeal?
1: Uh, We found a lot of support from numerous, including George Miller, who's very powerful and chair of the House uh, Labor and Education Committee, John Tierney in Massachusetts, and even Senator Kennedy before he passed away, uh, uh, started seeing sort of the light, as I I mentioned, regarding the type of future developments we need to make. Uh, Tom Harkin, Senator Harkin in Iowa, is also in his staff are very much engaged in this type of direction. We just need to find the resources to fund it. I
0: hesitate to do this, but if you can tie it to national security, there always seems to be a money pot. And I know President Eisenhower tied the uh, highway system, call it the highway defense system or something, tied it to national security and got funding for that. And if we can link it, and we are competing with uh, our Chinese brethren and others and an educated workforce is the key to the future. So uh, our national security, in a sense, ultimately is at stake.
1: Well, it is at stake. And, and uh, the fact of the matter, this is, people say, well, there's no money anywhere. Well, this is nothing more than social choices that we make as a society. And uh, I know that uh, we're pulling out of Iraq right now that should help us bring down some of the costs of what we've been sending overseas. But for two years of spending in Iraq, we could, we could have rebuilt every school in America. That, that, that's, and, just yeah. think about that for a second. That is an astounding figure. And in a place like California, where funding for our schools our, our, has never, never been worse, and the, type, the numbers that our, student, our schools are dealing with today, uh, we really need to understand and, and reprioritize what we think is important to this nation and, it, and invest in the generations that are on their way, because it will pay off in multiplier effects for, the, for everybody, and those are spillover effects to use an old quote, if you think education is expensive,
0: try ignorance. We'll be right back with the remaining portions of our show. Stay with us.
2: Welcome to McKenna's on the Bay, where fine dining is complemented with a breathtaking view. McKenna's is a restaurant of incredible ambiance, providing service and cuisine with style, class, and romance. The menu offers a variety of appetizers, serious seafood, prime steaks, an oyster bar, and specialty entrees for either lunch or dinner. McKenna's on the Bay features patio dining, nightly entertainment, and two banquet facilities. No matter what your occasion, McKenna's on the Bay is like being on vacation. Join us today at McKenna's on the Bay. Take care of those who are closest to you, from our family to yours. McCarty's Jewelry, since 1932.
1: Welcome to Rib Company TV. We've just witnessed a wild game. Let's go to the post-game news conference. Coach Weathers, what was the call when the pig ate the ball? It was unbelievable. I think he ended up calling an inside-the-pork home run. Next question.
2: Your pitcher was accused of having a foreign
1: substance on the ball. Can you elaborate on that? Uh, it was the Rib Company barbecue sauce. Those pitches were sweet. What a wild
0: game, but if you want a great game plan, go to a rib company near you. The title of our show is Leadership in Tough Times as it applies to the university. And I think difficult times call for the best in leaders, and I, as a faculty member here for the last 35 years, feel very fortunate that we have a leader of the caliber of Dr. Alexander in any time, but particularly in these difficult times. So, I want to thank you for
1: all you do on behalf of students in the community. Well, thank, we've got a great community, and our campus is a great campus family, and we, we get through it together, and that's the only way I can see us getting through the, the, this year and the coming years as well. And I know you know well the Mayor of Long Beach, Bob
0: Forster, who was our guest last week, and uh, he's facing tough times in the city, but uh, there is a synergism between the city and the university. There,
1: there's a wonderful town-gown partnership. We're, in many ways, we're becoming, we're becoming When I, many years ago, the university was seen very separate from yeah. the city itself. And this is not just a city with a university in it. We're becoming a university city, which is a That's good thing. That's great. That's great. Well, thank you, Mr. Prez, for joining us. Thank you, Art. And thank you at home for being our guest. And please
0: be with us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone.
1: Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, the Press-Telegram, and Long Beach Magazine. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.